Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day, for the opportunity to be healed and transformed, to surrender to your will, and to turn back and say thank you. Lord God, we pray that you would give the words that we need to hear to Mike this morning, and that our hearts would be transformed and healed, and that we would live a life of gratitude. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. may be seated. It is good to be with you this morning and to have Mike with us this morning as well. I'm going to introduce him in a second here, but wanted to highlight for you the gospel passage this morning, a passage that I assume we have heard before. It's this beautiful story of, of 10 lepers who reach out to Jesus, literally at the street corner, just reaching out to him saying, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And Jesus says, I will. You'll, you'll be healed. Go show yourself to the priest. And on their way to the priest, the, the healing is made complete. And one, just one, recognizes the healing and is transformed so fully that he turns around and goes back to Jesus and gives thanks to God for all that has occurred in his life. It's an amazing story, an amazing story of, of healing and transformation, of surrendering to God's will and living then a life of gratitude. And it's all of those characteristics that I have come to know that Mike Kobasa has. Mike Kobasa is the president of Kobasa Smoked Meats, here in San Antonio, and he has been a member of Christ Church for three decades. You started when you were two, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, and in the, the time that I have been blessed to know him this last year, I've been able to serve um, side by side with him. Mike serves as a lay Eucharistic minister um, for the church um, and uh, in many other ways. And so we are just thankful, Mike, that you are here this morning to share a bit about your life and, um, and journey of faith. And so I want to start by asking you this question. 30 years, it's a long time in one church. Has there been some transformation that has gone on here? And what have you seen? Yeah, thank you, Justin, and, and thank you for having me here. Thank you, Kim and Andy, for inviting me to speak. Uh, I grew up Catholic and uh, started coming to Christ Church when I started dating my wife, Nita, and I immediately fell in love with this place. Uh, but what I've seen over the last 10 years has been truly amazing. I was on the vestry when the church split and had a front row seat to a lot of the challenges that this church faced. And what I see now is an incredibly vibrant and amazing community that's touching people in new and meaningful ways. It's truly been an inspired transformation. Yeah. We're thankful that you are a part of that, um, that transformation and that moment of, of decision um, 10 years ago. I've, I've heard stories about it, um, but I'm blessed to have, be living in that healed state of Christ Church. It's, um, it's truly amazing. This place is um, just an incredible gift, not only to each of us, but to our city. Um, during that, the last 10 years where there's been significant transformation here at Christ Church, um, hasn't there also been transformation in your role as president and, and in, within your company as well? 
Yeah, there has. There's been an amazing transformation and one that I give God all the credit. Uh, it all started in uh, 2009. Um, Nita and I were on vacation in Mexico, and, and uh, early one morning I got up, sitting out on the porch, looking out uh, over the Pacific Ocean, and having my morning conversation with God, and I was talking to him about business. I was pretty frustrated, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I was uh, you know, burdened, stressed, really kind of on the verge of burnout. And so in that early morning conversation, I, I said, look, God, I've done it my way for 22 years. I think I'm going to give you a shot at it now. <laughs> and that's literally what I said. It was a moment of surrender. It was unplanned. It was unexpected. And I was really pretty unsure of what I was really asking. But I opened myself up to new ideas and new challenges from people. And my prayer life went from praying and hoping that God heard me to praying and trusting in his plan and his will uh, for my life that was going to be better than my plan and my will for my life. So I went back and um, really just surrendered to him. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't you, you invited someone to come in and, and, and help you with what that surrendering was all about with your Young Presidents organization? Yeah, so about a year later, I, uh, I'm heading a retreat for Young Presidents organization, and I bring in a resource named Jim Warner to lead it. And at the end of the, at the, end of the retreat, the last question he asked all of us, he said, I want you to name an unconscious commitment that you have. I thought about that for a minute. I said, Jim, that's pure psychobabble. <laughs> I'm perfectly conscious of every commitment I have. And he looked at me and he said, Michael, I've known you for two days. And I can tell you are full of unconscious commitments. <laughs> at least he didn't say you're full so, of something else. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. So anyway, I thought for a minute, I thought, well, okay, if I have one unconscious commitment, it's that I've got to have my finger in every area of our business. He said, great, write that down. And so I did. And he asked me, how do you do your unconscious commitment? I said, well, I'm the sales guy. I'm the marketing guy. If there's a problem with production, I jump in. You know, I'm the procurement guy. He said, great, write that down. So I did. And then he asked me, an interesting question. He said, how does that unconscious commitment serve you? I said, well, it makes me feel like I'm in control. It makes me feel like I know what's going on. It makes me feel like I'm earning my paycheck. He said, great, write that down. <laughs> so I did. And then he asked me, what is at risk if you change? I said, well, loss of income if people make mistakes, loss of power. If I'm completely honest, loss of ego, mm. he said, great, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and then he asked me, is it working for you? I said, no, it's not. <laughs> our top line's growing, but our bottom line isn't. We're making a lot of mistakes. I'm frustrated. I'm probably not a very good leader. I know I could be a better husband and father. He said, great, write that down. <laughs> so I did. And then he asked me, are you willing to change? 
And I said, yes, I am. Mm. And he basically walked me through writing what he called a clean commitment statement, which in my case was working on the business rather than in the business. And so I went back I, to work the next day. I started offloading all of my, all of my daily tasks and focusing on the culture of our business, which needed some help. Yeah. So you've got this long list, not to rub it in, but a long yeah. list. <laughs> and, um, it's and it's all yeah. written down. Yeah, you, and you carry that list with you today, right? I do. Yeah. And so God is healing you from that list. There's a transformation that's welling up in you. You've surrendered to God's will. So all of this is happening at the same time that the, the church is going through a transformation. And, and you walk back in to your family business. What, what happened then? Well, we adopted uh, two really important initiatives. The first was something called values-based leadership. Values-based leadership is a, a leadership model developed by Ken Blanchard back in the 1980s. It really puts your mission, your vision, and your core values at the center of everything you do in your business. And so we took six months to develop that mission, vision, and core values. I call it the why you exist, the what you do, and the how you do it. And it took six months because I didn't want this coming from me. I didn't want it coming from my senior team. I didn't want it coming from the family. I wanted it coming from everybody. And so once we developed those the mission, the vision, the core values. We put it in every area of our business. We put it in every production area. We put it in every office. We put it in every conference room. We put it in English and we put it in Spanish. And I would tell people, all you really need to know is on this piece of paper, is on this poster. This is our Bible. No offense, Patrick. <laughs> this is our Bible. You can make a $100,000 mistake. And if you're in line with this, you're safe. You can make a $100 mistake, and if you're not in line with this, you're out of here. That gave enormous clarity to our organization over what was important. And then we also started teaching the five values-based leadership tools, which are essentially communication tools uh, designed to build trust. And for the first time, for many of our, our, our lowest level employees, it was the first time they had ever been exposed to any kind of training. Wow. And they soaked it up. The great news is these tools are transferable outside of business. And I, it was amazing how many of my team members would come up to me and say, hey, Michael, that conflict resolution really worked on my wife. <laughs> <laughs> or my children, yeah. or my family. <laughs> the other thing we did is we adopted what's called open book management, which is complete transparency of your financials to everybody in your organization. And we did that because we wanted to teach everyone how we made a profit and generated cash. Two vitally important concepts to understand if you're gonna scale a company. And we added a bonus system for our team members so that they could share in the financial rewards of the, of, the, of the business. When we adopted those two uh, initiatives, we were a small regional sausage brand that sold pretty much just in Texas. Now, we're the fastest growing craft meat company 
uh, in, the war, in, the, in the country, not, maybe not the world, but the country, we sell in all 50 states, Mexico and Puerto Rico. We've become one of the most admired companies in our industry because of our culture, and we've been named a top workplace in San Antonio for five consecutive years, which is kind of hard for a sausage company. I can, I can draw a uh, direct line of sight to that transformation, to that conversation with God in Mexico where I surrendered my plan and my will for my life to his plan and his will for my life. It's awesome. Total surrender. Writing it down. Writing down the mission, the vision, what actions you're going to take, yeah. what the goals are. Total transparency training, and then transformation. It's amazing. Yeah. So as that's happening in the business, what's happening with you? Well, um, surrendering to God is not easy. <laughs> yeah. More, um, would, more people would do it if it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a fairly strong-willed person. Yeah. So surrendering to God. So I, I struggle with pride. So surrendering to God, for me, was really about shifting my attitude to a much more humble approach. I had to admit my brokenness daily. I had to admit my need for him daily. And probably most importantly, I had to admit or affirm my trust in him daily. And the way I do that is I take these challenges I was facing and I would visualize myself laying them at the foot of the cross. But because I got, I think I know how to do things, I would go try to pick it up. But then I'd force myself to lay it back down. And what I would see is these amazing outcomes that would, would, would come forth when I surrendered them to God. And things that I couldn't even come up with. I mean, I could never imagine uh, these outcomes. And gradually, what was very difficult for me at the beginning became almost my default response yeah. to any challenges because I would see the amazing things that he would do um, with, when, I, when I surrendered. Yeah. So not to borrow a corporate term, because we've, we've heard about the results in your company, but um, what have been the results in your spiritual life, in your faith life, your journey that you're on? Well, really, I think the, 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 the biggest uh, result is that I'm much more peaceful in the face of challenges, even some significant recent challenges that I've been faced with. Um, and I, that peace comes from leaning back and, and remembering, recalling all the amazing things that he's done for me. Um, sometimes in those early mornings, and, and you really can't see where God is taking you, uh, it can be kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but then I reflect back on all the things that he has done that have just completely been, uh, you know, so much more than I could have ever asked for. And it gives me the courage and the confidence to lean into, into my faith with him and, or in him. And it's truly transformed me. My prayer life is completely different than it used to be. If, if you would have looked at me 10 years ago, I was the guy that had the faith the size of a mustard seed, probably even smaller. Mm. But now after 
kind of being through the last 10 years and seeing the transformation, not just in the company, but in me, I pray with a lot more boldness and confidence than I ever did before. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. I, I remember, I don't know if you remember this day, but there was a day in February of this year um, after church, put my arm around you and I said, I said, Mike, we haven't really officially met, but um, I would love some bacon and sausage for our Shrove Tuesday Pancake <laughs> Supper. Yeah. So Patrick told me to do it. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, you turned to me with that confidence. You turned to me and you said, straight to, to my face, and I'll never forget it. You said, it's done but I want to take it one step further. I want to provide all the sausage and bacon for Sidewalk Saturday. And you've done that every week since. And it's amazing. So, yeah. Well, thank you. I guess the epilogue to this whole thing is that when, you, when I go back to that 2009 conversation with God where I basically gave him a shot at it, I said, look, if this works, <laughs> which is kind of funny if you tell God, if this works, <laughs> I'll tell people about it. And so here I am. And thank you guys very much for the opportunity. It's working. And it's we're working. thankful. Yeah. yeah. Thank Blessings. You. Okay.